What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Flock Talk, a podcast by Ravens fans for Ravens fans. My name is Logan. I run the Instagram account at everything underscore Ravens. Make sure you give that account a follow. Also, make sure you give this podcast a good review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you listen to, because that helps out a lot. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Michael. I thought it was going to be different. (laughs) And we're also joined by another guest today, our producer, Spencer. What's up, guys? Coming at you with a little bit of sadness and a lot of anger today, but oh, yeah. well, rant. Just a pre-warning, my uh, my voice might still not be all the way there. And we're two days post-game. Yeah, it was pretty gone on Saturday. Yeah. Monday, my bad, I thought it was different. I really did think this year was going to be different. I thought it was already there. And it was the exact same. The yeah. exact same. And it literally was, which I think is the part that stings the most. Oh, just seeing Patrick Mahomes raise the Lamar Hunt trophy <sighs> up on our yeah, team. That stung. Yeah, like, I um I was at the game and uh yeah. it was tough. Uh I didn't speak for probably three hours afterwards. I I live an hour from the stadium and I drove home in complete silence. No radio, no music, nothing. Just sulking. It was miserable. And uh, I didn't even watch the the game after. I, I, I it, it was until the next morning when I found out that the 49ers uh, were going to the Super Bowl. That's how <laughs> pissed I was. I was like, I can't even I can't even think about anything NFL right now. So it was tough. <laughs> I mean, I had it on, but I'd say at that point I was too drunk to even like pay attention because I just started <laughs> drinking after the game. I was drowning like, the sorrow. What uh what was the vibe in the stadium like? like second half was it just straight anxiety for everyone I, I feel like I could feel the tension there I'm gonna be honest it was rowdy like it was it was energetic the whole time I don't think we were all obviously nervous and I think I think you know th- there there was anxiety but I felt like everybody trusted this team to to figure it out at some point and that just never happened and I mean, the whole game, everybody in my section was standing. Everybody was loud. Everybody was getting after it. Um, I didn't have my voice the next day. And um, you felt like the team just just was out of it, like by the third quarter. And it was it was a lost cause. And um, I'd say, like, you know, I love I love the city. I love my fans. And everybody was was into it. You know, I think. Like about when there's like a minute left and it was pretty pretty apparent. I think it was after that the Valdez Scantling um Yeah, catch. that's like we knew it was over. That's when like there was a little bit of like, you know, I guess disrespect from the fans. Like they started throwing some stuff from the from the top wow. um top stands. But and they had to make an announcement. There was like, This is a reminder, do not throw things and um people people started booing. But for the most part, dude, it was it was loud, it was chaotic. Um, you know, McAfee said like M&T Bank is one of the most underrated venues in sports. And I agree. And um, we were riding with our team and um, it was tough. It was really tough. Oh, yeah. Like you talking about that crowd noise. I remember just watching it on TV when Lamar threw that touchdown pass to Zay Flowers. In the oh, first my God. Quarter. That place looked like I mean, there's no roof on the that stage. Looked like the roof was about to come off, if that makes sense. Analogy there. But like it was wild. Yeah, and that makes sense what you were saying. Till the very end, till the till the MVS catch uh, that sealed it, that everyone was still rowdy and and had faith because there was 
when I was watching that game at home, in the second half, there was probably like four different times where something happened, and I was like, "That's it. That's it. We're done." Yep. Every single time, we clawed our the defense way gave us it. hope. The, it was seriously awful. <laughs> the the Zay Flowers fumble. I was like, "That's it. it. Over. We're done." The the interception in the end zone. I said, "It's done. It's over." And somehow, still until the very end. We were right in it. We, we were right there. We were literally this close. Oh, yep. Mike, Mike McDonald's a freaking hero, bro. Yeah. Give him, give him like the Nobel Peace Prize after that. He, uh, he cannot leave the building, but yeah. oh my God, I that's a discussion for a later day. Yeah, they, they need to do whatever. I mean, whatever it is. I have his interview with Seattle today, but they need to do whatever is possible to keep him in Baltimore. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, there was I, I went with my dad and it was I mean, it was a great experience. Um, but there was like you like you said, there was multiple times where I'm like, I hugged him and I'm like, this is it. <laughs> like, this is it. And then the defense just showed up again into it and gave us hope. And I'm like, OK, here we go again. I stand up, start screaming my ass off. And then, uh, just, oh, my gosh, it was painful. <laughs> Even after like the Zay Flowers fumble, Romo even sat on the broadcast. This pretty much seals the game. Yeah, <laughs> and we really we we were we, still right back in it like yeah. two more times. I mean, God, dude, the defense, the defense almost single handedly willed us to winning, even though the offense did not want to win. Yeah, the defense wins championships, but that's only the case when your offense at least has a pulse. Yeah, and that was the thing was the defense. Was able to adjust and you know when they oh came, yeah when they first came on the field um i mean it was awful i was like whoa who is this and the, to not allow a single point from patrick mahomes obviously at that point you know they weren't they were you know they were kind of ahead and we were playing like we were down 30 and the offense was just doing nothing so you know it's 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 a little bit easier to you know not go as hard if you're the chiefs in the second half but they adjusted and the offense just did not. It felt like we were back in Greg Roman times, whereas like, what are we doing? We're just banging our heads up against the wall and not, not correcting our mistakes. It was just, yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, I saw like where the chiefs were kind of loading the box a decent amount, which did kind of throw us off a bit. But what really puzzled me is we did not run 12 personnel basically at all. Like Patrick Ricard only got like, 13 14 snaps the entire game like that's that's what really threw me off it was just like alignment to begin with and like the scheme personnel whatever like it it was just weird how many how many running back carries did there end up being in the end six six it was six Six. i mean that's ridiculous like they they didn't even try i mean like what the hell yeah Yeah, it's like gus had that 15 yard run or so in the first quarter and then he basically never got the ball the rest of the game. Yeah, I, d- I just I don't understand. Like and it makes no sense to me. And that play we did have twelve personnel. We have Ricard in there. Yeah, likely, but but we just, yeah. we just yeah. And what what really throws me for a loop is like it's not like Munkin is like some assistant who was just promoted to OC and he's not you know used to these scenarios and he's not good adjustment. He he won two national championships at Georgia. <laughs> like I, you've been built for this for a long time. Yeah, you're built for these scenarios. You're supposed to be. You are the guy we hired 
to adjust for these scenarios. And he did it all year long. I don't, I like, we never had that few running back carries all year. Um, I, I don't even think we had less than like 19 running back carries. I think that was our lowest, our game with our lowest running back carries was 19 running uh, carries. And it's just baffling that like, as soon as we got down, what was it? We were down 10. It was like, it, no, no, no. Well, yeah, we were down 10. And it was like, abandon everything that's gotten us to this point and like turn Lamar into an air raid passer. And it's, 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 it's baffling. I'm bamboozled or whatever yeah. Stephen A. Smith adjective you want to use. I don't know why when we got down by 10 points, they started playing like we were down by four touchdowns. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, was, it wasn't like the game script called for just passing it heavily. Like in that second half, you were down 10. The defense was keeping you in it. Yeah, especially with the way the defense was playing. You you can't you don't need to be scared to run it. Yeah. There's no reason to. Yeah. And I mean Can we talk about Lamar for a moment because Yeah, no, he needed to be better. It 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 really felt especially after last week it was like oh my gosh the monkey's off his back like he's you know you know everyone's been saying Lamar Jackson can't show up in the playoffs and he showed up against the Texans and was fantastic and was doing Lamar Jackson regular season things and it was just like he regressed to I, I don't even want to say like a rookie version of himself because that interception in the end zone is like I watched that play so many times and I just I do not understand what he was thinking what he was looking at um like I think he said in the presser he said that they you know they showed a Tampa 2 look and the uh likely had you know likely had the middle linebacker beat and but like you just you just cannot lob it over the middle of the field with triple coverage like that just feels like a a like a high school quarterback mistake in that situation especially when it's it you don't need the touchdown in that situation there's time on the clock you have the ability to drive down the field and we were driving we get we kept getting in those in those spots we were able to move the ball it's just like and it all season long the red zone was automatic and it was Mm -hmm. not there not there this week oh yeah no i was watching some all 22 on that play specifically and uh basically what happened is they had bateman on the outside of the z he did it like a little double move sluggo route whatever you want to call it i saw Lamar, that like looked his way for a second saw he didn't hit that pump pig and then he just starts staring down likely over the middle of the field and then both those safety stuff why shooting. is likely calling for the ball did you see yeah. that yeah he, yeah he threw his arm it, it was like the play last he week where he had one guy on him and yeah throw it up to me i'll make a play there's three guys around him. yeah he had the linebacker beat that he just must have not saw like the two safeties or some i don't know dude there's no excuse for that throw and like you can't even say like there was pressure in lamar's there it was a clean pocket i haven't seen lamar make that of dumb of a decision decision since uh 2018 like that was abysmal that was i think the worst throw i've seen lamar make i might be being hyperbolic and then um, There's no excuse for it. Was that? Yeah, exactly. It was, and Odell was breaking open in the middle of the field. If he, oh, yeah, it was, it was open. You don't need the touchdown right there. It is. I mean, just take what the defense gives you. You have time. They, I, there must just be something about when when Mahomes is on the opposite side. 
<laughs> I don't know if that made him need to press harder, if if that got in his head, but it almost seemed like it. He he never really seemed to confidently make a throw. He other than like the two big Zay plays where the play was already broken down. So he was already on the move and and Zay was able to get wide open. But other than that, he just looked uncomfortable. He looked really uncomfortable. He would sit back there and be indecisive. He would sit back there forever. And I'm yelling, either either check it down or just fucking run. Oh, I, what, I was, like, what are you waiting for? I was yelling so much at the TV. I'm like, get rid of the fucking ball. Yeah, I don't, it's not in their baby. Like, either run or take what the defense is giving you underneath. I don't know what the problem was there. And we had talked about last week how, at this point in the season, it's time to play, break the glass on Lamar as a runner. I mean, it, all bets are off now. Like, why? Yeah. Like, why worry about staying healthy at this point? This is it. Yeah. And I didn't see it. I, I thought he was going to be running around a lot more. And for the way he would sit back there and hold the ball, and he took that strip sack, and I feel like he was always running backwards. I don't know what oh, that yeah. was about. In that strip sack play, okay, I'm, not, I'm definitely not blaming him because Ronnie Stanley got beat yeah. like horrendously That's bad true. on that play. But yeah. there was just a gap right up over the middle of the field on yeah. the play. And he didn't have that problem with it. He kind of just does So it's not his fault, but like I saw that. He could have yeah. had it. I I totally agree. And Lamar, you know, despite the narratives or whatever, is an excellent pocket passer. But mm-hmm. during the playoffs, like, you know, obviously during the regular season, you know, leave the like leave the Lamborghini in the garage. You know, you kind of want to save that, you know, for when it's go time. The playoffs is go time. AFC championship, baby. There's that fourth down, that fourth down and one early in the game. Um, when he got passed in, into the second level, like I I I was looking at that from the overhead view, and I'm like, dude, run straight. He, I don't know if you guys saw it, but he like stops and like tries to stiff arm and dance around. Lamar, you are the fastest quarterback in the league. <laughs> run straight. You have a touch. I, like if you go back and watch that fourth and one where he he does get you know like 15 yards, he dances. Go. It's time to break the Lamborghini out, dude. I saw you know we saw it. Yeah. A little bit in that San Francisco game where he was like making people miss and and running around on that long run um, when he like juked Fred Warner out of his out of his shoes, and it's like, come on, bring it out. This is the it's go time. That's what I was waiting for. I mean, I was ex- I was expecting. I was like, this is finally going to be the game. Why not? Why not just go for it at this point? I mean, there's nothing to save it for anymore. Even yeah, if you do get a little banged up, you're going to have two weeks to rest. Yeah. Rest. I mean, and I don't know if there if there was something that like I missed about this, but did Andrews have one reception and yeah, likely had, had one? Had two, likely had one. Likely had two. I mean, where I thought we were gonna, there was going to be some cool shit with them both playing. Yeah, but like I said earlier, the Ravens only ran like seven plays total with like twelve personnel on the field. I guess the problem was in in that first half, we barely had the ball. We could never get in any sort of rhythm. The Chiefs did do a great job of just controlling the ball and the clock in that first half. Yeah, and I thought, like, the first half, too, like, some of those plays, like, two of those throws to Kelsey was just Mahomes doing, like, Mahomesy type shit. And there's nothing so, you can do about that. Like, that's just Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes. So, it's like, can't really defend that. So, I don't think our defense played necessarily bad in the first half, but second half, obviously, much better. And I, I do want to talk about Zay Flowers for a second. And I think he's getting 
a lot of blame. And I just want to say, me personally, I don't know how you guys feel. I I don't I don't I don't I don't know how to say this. I don't want to put the whole game on him because I think I think he played his ass off. And I think Zay Flowers is like a great man, a great player, and I'm excited for his future. And I'm really I'm really happy that he's a Baltimore Raven. And he seemed like the only receiver for like 50 minutes of the game who was, you know, out there making plays and wanting to win. And yes, of course, you know, the taunting is it's a rookie mistake and it's dumb. And but, you know, he made he you know, he he made, I think, another catch after that play. And then he had the catch where obviously he fumbles at the one yard line. And obviously that's something that you don't want to happen. But he's got two hands on the football. He's diving to make a play. I think nine out of 10 times, that's a touchdown. And you just got to, in that moment, I think tip your hat to to the Chiefs because that was an excellent play. It's really unfortunate in that situation. Um, but I do think Zay Flowers is getting a little bit of, little bit of hate unnecessarily. And I just, I think that um, I'm really, I'm, I'm glad he was on the field and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of his performance. Oh, I 100% am too. Like, I, I think the, the, the hate he's getting is way too overblown. It's ridiculous. Like, he's a rookie. Back, go back to that Tony. Like, if you watch that, that after the play, Sneed was kind of holding onto his leg after. I think that's what kind of, like, kind of added a bit of fuel to the fire on that for Zay. Because when he was getting up, Sneed wouldn't let go of his leg. And then, obviously, like, the fumble, like – he was trying to make a play. Yeah. Like, that's just bang, bang. bang. Like, that's football. It's tough. but it, Like, yeah. that's just the unlucky part of the draw, basically. And he, type of play. he's a rookie. He was playing his ass off. That was, regardless of, of that fumble, that was an awesome performance for a rookie receiver. And he's a rookie. That kind of thing is just going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he's the only receiver that stepped up. Oh, and you saw how much he cared, too. Like, after oh, the game on the sideline. he side hurt line, his hand yeah, uh, when he threw his helmet down. Yeah, after the game on the sideline, he was, like, broken down. He was, like, falling his eyes out, head, head, towel over his head. Like, yeah, it, it, he really took that tough. I really respect, I don't know if you guys saw the video, but EDC, um, after the game, you know, likely, or not likely, I'm sorry, Flowers is getting you know, not shoot out, but getting questioned by the reporters. And it was it was cool to see Eric DaCosta stand behind him and make sure, you know, he's got his guys back. So awesome. I really like that from, you know, Ravens, one of the best organizations, all sports. And I, yep. I appreciated that from Eric DaCosta. Oh, yeah. If anyone's playing that game on Zay when he was arguably our best player Ridiculous. on offense. Like, no. Yeah, no, I mean, and even we talked about we we had other chances to win the game. We we were right back uh, in 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 uh, threatening when Lamar threw that interception. That game is not on Zay Flowers whatsoever, and I look forward to Zay Flowers' future as a Raven. Oh, Very great for He's going so good. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a great Raven. Now, um, I don't want to be that fan, and we can get into it a little bit, but it did feel like, and especially after that taunting from Zay. It did feel a little bit like the refs were one-sided. Yeah, I, 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 it seemed like Kelsey was playing a little bit in the villain role, and um, you know, obviously our guys, AFC Championship, you got to be more disciplined. But, but like the Van Noy one, really, maybe I'm just wrong about this, but 
The Van Noy one really pissed oh, me Kelsey, off. Kelsey I thought that was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it was like, hey, screw off. And and I know Mahomes is always going to get these calls, and that's just how it is. And maybe I'm wrong about the roughing the passer stuff, but some of those were ridiculous. The clowny one. Clowny one. It's straight up. Yeah, I mean, come on, yeah. like. It's like by definition, yes, I I I get it. It's a penalty, but it just felt like those weren't the by definition plays were not getting called for the Ravens when they were. Because I I know that Lamar's not getting that call. Nope. I know that for a fact. Nope. That play that where Ray Smith, their right guard, he like shoved Brent Urban into the ground and then he pushed so, him while he was already on the ground. Yeah. yeah. It was like that should have been like unnecessary roughness, whatever, and sportsmanlike. Even like I even made a post about Twitter about the Zay taunting. I was I was just like, Kelsey was being a total prick the entire game. Did not get one Such sportsman like on him at all. But when Zay does something once, we get flagged. That was ridiculous. It's tough. I mean, and that's always how it's going to be when you're playing the Chiefs and Mahomes. Especially with uh, Taylor Swift in the audience oh, yeah. with the trip to the Super Bowl on the line. So. Don't get me started. Again, I don't want to. I don't want to be that fan. I. I don't think the Ravens showed up. The coaches didn't show up. Yeah, no. Harbaugh. Don't get me started. Um, but it it did feel like the the calls did swing their way, and it was frustrating being there. <laughs> we can save that. But speaking of Mike McDonald, like you said with Harbaugh, if we really want to keep him in house, I know what we could do. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people calling for that. <laughs> I don't quite know about that. It's probably a bit of an overreaction, but I'm open to hearing about it. But we can save that I kind of think, thing. I do Let's think. get into that. Let's get into that in an off-season episode. Yeah. In yeah. my yeah, yeah, tease. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. So, disappointing loss, heartbroken, something that I'm going to think about for a while. I mean, I said it on my page. That shit's done. Like, there's no, yeah. like, sugarcoating it. Probably the worst I've felt about a game since the 2016 Christmas game against the freaking Steelers. Probably the worst I felt about a playoff game since that 2011 AFC Championship, which I don't really want to talk about. But hey. it sucked. Like that loss sucked. Flat out having the chance to knock off this heiress, Tom Brady, in your own stadium, and then to fall flat on your face and see him raise the trophy on your field. It, it just sucked. It's a horrible one. That 2011 team was better than that 2012 team. They lost a heartbreaker in the AFC Championship. Yep. They did sure. That's true. And 11 <laughs> years in between uh, 2000 and then. 12-year cycle, baby. Wow. Yeah, here we go. There's hope. Come on, baby. Yeah, got that. Yeah, we're the Ravens. Come on. Come on. We'll, we'll be back. As, look, I'm going to talk crap about Lamar. He he was obviously unreal all season long. I And I, I watching that presser after the game, I was I was pissed. But I was very grateful that he's my quarterback because I think he's a great leader. He's mm-hmm. a the mo- one of the most humble people, uh, like humbled sportsmen I've ever seen, and he's 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 that dude. And as long as we have eight in that backfield, like look, he's gonna get the playoff monkey off his back. Peyton Manning, you know, you, I, I don't know if you guys saw, but there's there's some stats comparing 
um, Peyton Manning's like first four playoff game or first whatever first six years in the playoffs and Lamar's first six years in the playoffs and they are eerily similar and I just I I have full faith in Lamar Jackson and he's gonna figure it out. Oh yeah, I made a post about that before the playoffs even started. That his playoff like people always want to talk about how he doesn't show up in the playoffs, which is true to an extent, but like it, it'll happen eventually. It's like. Agree 100%. That's yeah, my quarterback. I, I made that post before the playoffs even starts comparing his playoff stats to Peyton Manning's like, yep. through that time period of Manning's career. Yeah. And I trust Eric DeCosta to always figure it out. So I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt for a couple months, but I, you know, it will be back. We will we'll be back. And you know guys in that locker room, like Lamar, like our leaders, like Lamar, Roquan, Roquan they're going to be taking that shit personal mm-hmm. offseason. Hell yeah, they will. I, I, I'm excited to see this team next season. Obviously, big offseason ahead of us. We'll see who we lose, who we are able yeah, to get into that. Like, obviously, that's a topic for another yeah. time, but uh, we'll, we'll be back. Yep. I, uh, I bleed black and purple. I love my city, and I'm always grateful to be a Ravens fan, not a Commanders fan. <laughs> Grew up on the right side. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Do you guys have any final words? I think we, think we got it all. I, I ditto, I ditto your, your sentiment. Bleed black and purple. I mean, it'll always be the Ravens for me. We'll be back. Love this team, no matter what. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So... Yeah, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. And yeah, like they said, we'll be back. Let's go Ravens. Go Ravens, baby.